there are a lot of ways to kind of receive sentiment in in Japanese. Yeah. That's what I've learned over the last few days, scouring the internet for, please don't go show <laughs> uh, That was your Google search? <laughs> I, I'm fully fluent in Japanese now, based on all of my research. This I love it. Welcome, everyone, to the Super Halo Brothers Los Angeles Angels podcast, episode 31. Shohei stay or Shohei go? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Super Halo Brothers Los Angeles Angels podcast. My name is John, and that is my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that is my brother, John. Mm. Got to be emphatic. (laughs) Hey, we just want to say hello to uh, everybody who might be joining us for the first time or the second time. Uh, We got a lot to celebrate, Mike. Guess what? What? Uh, We have had the most plays on an episode since we started. Hey! uh, And it's all thanks to Andrew from Angel's Top Plays. Yes, it is. Joining us for that uh, excellent episode last week. We're already fans Uh, of Andrew, and now we're even more. Can you be more than a fan? Can you be like a fanatic? Is that what we are? We're fanatics (laughs) of Angel's Top Plays? That's that's what fan. That's that's what fan means. Stop throwing your English degree in my face. (laughs) Ridiculous. No, we just want to say uh, welcome to everybody who uh, is joining us for the first or second time. And thanks for making us. We we broke the top 100. We did. In baseball podcasts on Apple Podcasts. That was a huge feat. We, we've charted before, but to be in the top 100 is, is just really awesome. And it means so much to us. So thank you for everybody who uh, has made that happen. All the day one listeners like uh, like Maddie Nonsense on Twitter and Instagram. He's He's been following us since day one. Thanks for bringing the nonsense, him. Maddie. <laughs> he's he's shared some questions in our mailbag before and of course uh we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, around the diamond yes. the crew from around the diamond who's been nothing but supportive this entire season so uh we are part of a great group of collaborators and content creators who cover all kinds of mlb content so you can find them at around the diamond and we want you guys to get involved too so if you want to join us for conversations on instagram and twitter at Super Halo Bros. That's our handle on both platforms. We love interacting with you guys. We love answering your questions. Uh, we love having little debates here and there, things like that. And and uh, the memes. You got to stay for the memes. Absolutely. It's all about the memes. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we, we crossed the 100 plateau, so we, we made yes. it in the top 100. I have a goal for us now to achieve. Oh, okay. Can I share that with you? Yes. Did you see, we were 93. Did you see whose podcast was... 90 who was oh who was at 90 jerry depoto (laughs) the general manager of the mariners his podcast was 90 and i think since our goal our vision of this this podcast has changed to try to get the angels to the world series listen we threw that out the window in july let's change (laughs) it to let's beat jerry depoto and be better (laughs) podcast than he is (laughs) <laughs> the Super Halo Bros Angel Fan Revenge Tour 2021. <laughs> I'm ready. We're coming, Jerry. We're coming. Oh, man. So there is so much to talk about this week and a lot of news, surprisingly, for a team that is not going to make the playoffs. It's <laughs> right. not going to play in October and November. Like, like we still find a way to make headlines. Absolutely. So, uh, Mike, hit us with some of those first headlines. It gives us great content for the podcast, so we are really exactly. thankful. All right, so... <laughs> Let's start with Joe Madden unfiltered, all right? Mm. There was a tweet from Jeff Fletcher, and he had talked with Joe Madden on the state of the Angels. Mm-hmm. And Joe said, this can't continue to go on. We can't annually be in this position. 
This organization is better than that. We deserve better than that. Yes, we do, Joe. And we have to go out and earn it. And and this was just an emphatic statement from Joe. Then he was asked about Reed Detmers being in next year's rotation, which I'm a Reed yeah. Detmers fan. Sure. And it seems like Joe is as well. But he suggested that the Angels need to aim higher and said, mm. what's your agenda next year? Is it to participate in the American League West and hopefully, <laughs> possibly make it to the end and play in October? That should never be the situation. My point is this. We have to get guys that we think are ready to win now in that rotation in order to get to where we want to be. Otherwise, you're going to keep perpetrating this same type of deal every single year. It's uh, it's uh, perpetuating. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to keep perpetuating <laughs> this same deal every single year. Can we can we edit that? Um, <laughs> nope. So so here's the deal, John. First of all, can I just say thank you, Joe Madden. Yeah, because absolutely. he is saying, I think, what every Angel fan has been saying for the last few years. And let's be honest, Joe Madden is an Angel fan. He's been with this organization for years. Totally. He's got history. Yeah. Now he's yeah. the manager. And we were thrilled that he was hired. And I think he's yeah. he's actually saying some things that we've all been thinking and all been feeling. So here's here's how I wanted to, to start this discussion, John. First of all, I'd love for you to share with us who... Is Joe Madden talking to? Is he talking to mm. Artie? Is he talking to Perry? Is he talking to the team? Or is he talking to fans? What say you? Uh, I really like that question because I think that behind the sentiment and the statement that he made, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, some daggers. I think yeah. for the way that this team has been run over the last 10 years. Some truth bombs. And, and <laughs> truth bombs. Joe dropping truth bombs. Uh, so I think, uh, to answer your question, who's he talking to? Artie, Perry, team, fans. I think he's talking to everybody. Okay. I think he's talking, and I'll start with Artie. Okay. I think he is making it very clear, and I appreciate that he did this. He's making it very clear to Artie Marino that, hey, if you want to keep participating and I love that word yeah. participating because it doesn't <laughs> it just AOS. encapsulate yeah <laughs> doesn't it just encapsulate how it's all felt for the last yeah. five years yeah. hey guys just, we're yeah, here here we are <laughs> we're over here guys you want to come and play we're, in Anaheim we're, <laughs> we're a team that'll we're a team that'll beat you sometimes yeah. and we'll we'll lose to you sometimes we'll help you get to the postseason come and see you. the rally monkey <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think these are very pointed words, and I think they're very pointed at somebody like Artie Marino in the sense that, hey, you're going to have to let guys like myself and Perry Manassian do our jobs, right. and you got to give us the tools to do those jobs. Right. I think this also speaks to Perry Manassian because I think it's very clear that you can't go bargain bin hunting anymore. It didn't work with Billy Epler. It didn't work this year. I know that we took a chance on on like Alex Cobb, yeah, and he still had some gas left in the tank, and he's actually somebody that you and I would personally love to see back next season, just for a veteran presence, and he's shown that he can be consistent, maybe a number three or a number four, and 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 to add on to that, we can't go bargain bin hunting for guys like Jose Quintana, yeah. and and Julio Tehran like last year. We just can't do that anymore. I like your point, bargain bin hunting, like. 
going shopping at Five Below is good when you forgot <laughs> somebody's birthday or your anniversary, right? right? And you got to quickly go get something. But when you have been thoughtful about it, you you get me something from Five Below in January for my birthday, John. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm gonna be pissed. All right. I've got three months before your birthday. I gotta get it together. <laughs> yes. Uh, so again, I think that speaks to Perry Manassian and what he's going to have to do in this offseason because you and I are thrilled with people like Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers. I'm somebody personally who wants to see Chris Rodriguez in the rotation. However, I do recognize with the injury history, he might be a better bullpen guy, right? right? I mean, he's capable of being a starter, but if you want longevity out of a Chris Rodriguez, he might be a better bullpen guy. And so it's interesting for as supportive as Joe Madden is. And, and often you and I get annoyed with, well, we really liked him in that situation. We liked, we liked Dylan Bundy and, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and as frustrated as we have become with that and as supportive as Joe can be, I thought this was really interesting because we're excited about Reed Detmers. We do think that he can contribute to the starting rotation. However, I think personally, he probably needs more seasoning in double A, triple A, wherever they feel like he will thrive as a pitcher better just to get the practice and the reps that he needs to come up and make a difference. It's not, it's not saying that Reed won't make a difference. It's no, we need a sure thing. And the sure thing is not, a young starter who we're trying out at the end of the season to see what they're capable of. You might find that with, with Sandoval. I think that he's established himself as somebody who can be part of this rotation and be successful. But I think, I think Joe is saying we need to go after the sure things. Otherwise you're just going to be perpetuating this. It's going to happen over and over again. And then I think he's talking to the fans because I mean, gosh, who grovels more than angel fans about (laughs) this exact situation and how frustrating it is to be here over and over again. And so for me, it was encouraging because I felt like Joe Madden was saying, yeah, I I hear you guys. Like you're not alone in this. He's got a difficult role to play because you almost have to be a politician sometimes in the sense that like you love the angels, you love managing the angels, you love the, the team, you love the players on the angels. However, when push comes to shove, you got to get real and you got to get serious. And I think Joe showed his true feelings and his true colors. So I am pleased with these statements and the statements from some of the other uh, players that we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, but I think this weighed a ton on our uh, feelings as fans in terms of does anybody hear us? Like, yeah. is anybody listening? And, yeah. and this goes to show that Joe is listening. Yeah. I think that he's talking to Artie and Perry. I think he's talking to Artie to let Perry do his job. And yeah, I think that exactly. that's, that's what he's clarifying here. And I think he's giving us a sneak peek as fans. And I think he's giving the team a sneak peek as players as to what's happening behind closed doors. And this was this was Joe saying, hey, we're having these conversations. And I'm being very clear as to mm-hmm. what sort of team I want to manage. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know that this is what's happening behind those doors. And I'm not comfortable with where we're at currently either. And I don't want to just participate in the AL West. I want right. to be an active leader in the AL West. I want to be the Angels team from 
the 2000s when mm-hmm. they won back to back to back AOS championships, when they won the World Series, when they won two years in a row, right? Like, I want to be that team. I want to be that aggressive. And I want to be that consistent and confident that we're actually going to win the West. We're not just going to compete to win the West, but we are going to be picked to win the West based yeah. upon the moves that we've made. So I think. He's speaking right to Perry, and he's speaking right to Artie to leave Perry alone and let him do his job. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I don't think that. I mean, with a team like Mike with Mike Trout and Otani, there's there's really no excuse. Now I understand we had injuries and things like that, but you have to consider that we are really relying on the promise of this team. And don't get me wrong. Who we have is very promising. Reed Detmers, Chris Rodriguez, Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, Patrick Sandoval, all those guys are very promising. Yep. And they will contribute in 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 the ways that they can contribute. But again, going back to what Joe said, uh, we don't want to just participate. We want to make the moves that are win right now. Because he said, yeah. we're re- I think we're ready to win right now. And yeah. we could easily do that. So... That yeah, this I I'm so glad that Joe said this. So we we mentioned him speaking to Perry in this situation, right? Right. But but speaking of Perry, there was a, a something from Mike DiGiovanna from the LA Times. He he actually spoke with Perry, and and Perry said this kind of in regards to uh, what Joe had said. He said, "I may not win some kind of academic decathlon, but I'm not an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Perry. He said. The guy has won a lot. He knows what it takes to win, referring to, to Joe Madden and, and the success he had with the Rays and the Cubs. Uh, I didn't think it was anything earth-shattering. I did receive a couple text messages, but I didn't get that, what the big deal was. We need good players, of course. And then he continued to say, I don't want to look up next year at this time and be out of it, eliminated 10 games under 500. Nobody is happy with where we are. We have to get better players, guys who can help us win, unless we're going in a different direction, and, and I don't know about it. And Ooh. so... I, I really thought that was an interesting quote because it's like, yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because everybody went, oh, what's Perry going to say? What is he going to get mad at Joe? And it's like, no, they're on the same page. Right. They agree. This sucks. Right. This absolutely sucks. And it sucks for the team and the people involved and Perry Manassian and Joe Madden. I did see another interesting quote from Perry that referred to the kind of off season that we can expect. And I think it panicked Angel fans a little bit, at least on Twitter, just to say like, oh, this feels like a very Billy Epler thing to say. But but Perry was essentially saying we need to make the moves that make sense for us the most. And I think everybody took that as, oh, great, we're, we're going to go bargain bin hunting again. Yeah. But I think it has more to do with, no, we need to make the moves that make sense to us in terms of we're not going to go get a, a, a Corey Seager or a or uh, Carlos Correa. We're, we need pitching. Obviously, that's the idea here. And I, I am hopeful that now that Perry has a full year behind him, that we are going to see him work his magic in the offseason. That is, you know, barring any delays with the CBA. I, I have heard that that's going to get pushed out. Right. It's going to push out the offseason moves a little bit. So, uh, we'll be we'll be interested to, to see how that goes. But I have a question for you, Mike. Okay. Do you think Perry has a plan and if so is it in motion and and any guesses to what that plan might be what do you think uh yes yes and yes and i think the plan (laughs) i think the plan is in motion i think he does have a plan and here's how we know he has a plan hit me how did he draft this year oh he drafted real good yeah he got (laughs) 20 pitchers and signed 19 of them 
Yeah. I think he's yeah. got a plan. I think he knows totally. exactly what he's doing, and he he is going to enact that plan. And I think a lot of those pitchers he drafted, he drafted because I think he's going to make a lot of trades to actually get good players mm-hmm. for 2022. Get, get some depth. Yeah. He's going to use, and I hate to say this, but I think he's going to use some of the guys that we like sure, to trade and get some of the pitchers that we need so that yeah. we can be competitive. Because as much as I like Patrick Sandoval, as much as I like Reed Detmers, as much as I like Chris Rodriguez, if you can get some really solid major league players, pitchers specifically, that can start and crush it, then I think that you make that trade, and you make that trade every single day. Now, it'll be painful. Yeah. It'll be painful. And I equate it to uh, what happened in 2009. Uh, actually, 2008. Mm-hmm. We okay. had a first baseman named Casey Kochman, who yeah, we all loved. And Casey was like a Jared Walsh, was like yeah. a Wally Joyner. And they traded Casey Kochman for Mark Teixeira. And mm. Mark Teixeira came to our team, and unfortunately, we weren't able to extend Mark. He went off to the Yankees in 09, and then they yeah. won the World Series, right? Right. But we hated to see that trade, but we saw the benefit of having somebody like a Mark Teixeira on our team. We ended yeah. up winning a ton of games that year and making it to the playoffs. Now, we we fell apart in the playoffs, unfortunately, but... But we were there. But we were there. <laughs> we weren't just existing in the AOS, right? Right. We made a trade, and it was a big trade, and so... I think that that's what we're going to see this offseason is I think Perry is going to enact his plan of trading some of these guys, and he's already got guys to replace them. Sam Bachman is already going to be somebody that'll be called up or at least mm-hmm. there to provide depth, let's mm-hmm. say, right? Um, I also think that part of his plan is for the team to stay healthy. Yeah, And so I can huge. see a lot of decisions that they've made, like Mike Trout not coming back, I think was a great decision. Yeah. Even though I would have loved to see him, and even though it would have boosted tickets, I love that decision because I want Mike healthy, I want Mike whole, and I want Mike to win the MVP next year. I want him to come back yeah. and to crush it. And so totally. I think yes, yes, and yes. Perry has a plan. It is in motion, and the, the plan is he showed us when he drafted all of these pitchers that he is actually going to make sure that he has pieces to trade and people to put in and incentivize some of the some of the free agents to come and say, hey, look at what we have here. And if we stay healthy, we're actually going to be competitive because I don't think we're having this conversation if the Angels were healthy, if Rendon was healthy, if Trout was healthy. I think we're in it and we're, we're close to winning it. I think that we're the Seattle Mariners right now. Mm. We have 89 wins as of Tuesday night, and I think that they're the team that would have been us if all of our team was healthy, and we would be asking the question like, okay, we're one piece away. We're a Max Scherzer away. We're a this person away from actually taking the AL West, and so that's yeah. where I think we were and, and are right now in Perry's plan. What, what say you? Well, I have a question for you. So with Perry's plan, are, do you think it's uh, is it a Drombrowski level type of, of trade everything? Or is it smaller than that? Is it, you know, one or two guys that we're really attached to goes away? What do you think? I think because he drafted as many people as he drafted, I think that he has put everybody on the table. Mm. Um, I think he's setting fans up for the reality that some of these dramatic moves may not necessarily happen. I think he's I think he's wise. He's setting the bar in communication low 
And so mm-hmm. when some of these bigger trades happen or some of these bigger moves happen, fans will go, oh, oh, wow. Instead of going, oh, you traded Patrick Sandoval. Oh, my gosh. We're not ever going to go to the right. We, we finally have a young pitcher. It's none of that's going to happen. I think that people are going to go, oh, he traded Sandoval and Detmers for the, for Justin Verlander. Right. Like mm-hmm. throwing it out there. Right. Sure. I yeah, think that yeah. that that's the type of stuff that is going to happen in the offseason season. And I think that we're going to actually be very pleased with what what Perry did. So yes, I think it's going to be a more Dombrowski. We're gonna we're gonna make some moves and we're gonna start winning because it's been a long time since this team has actually been competitive. I like it, and I like the sense of let's let's just go out there and freaking win. Yes, <laughs> like we have a lot of talent to spare. I think in terms of of the promise again that that a lot of these players are showing and i don't think it's going to be a massive fire sale i don't right. think anybody's expecting that right at the same time it is it is going to cost something so i think we need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves do we want to win or do we want to cheer on reed detmers and then have him pitch eight scoreless innings and then lose his w in the ninth inning you know what I mean? <laughs> yes right right like, do we want more of that? Like, do we want a, an outing like Shohei had against the Mariners, you know, the other day? And, and gosh, the, the answer is no. Close. We don't want no, that. we don't want it. We yeah. don't want that. And I think what's, what Angel fans are going to have to wrestle with, and this is, we're speaking directly to Angel's Twitter now, is that we're <laughs> going to have to actually be calm, cool, and collected yeah. and, and, and believe that, hey, potentially this is actually going to really set us up to win this year. And so I'm up for that conversation i'm up for those decisions and and quite frankly i think that all of the trades that should be made should be made for pitching because if you bring back this offense this is a really good offensive minded team like they're going to score some runs if they remain healthy and so i think the trades have to be for pitchers and speaking of pitchers john Mm. we've talked about this guy multiple times on the podcast so buster olney interviewed maddie v on his that podcast, excursion. and and I loved the conversation, but Matty V said something really interesting that I want to throw out, have you uh, share your thoughts on. Matty V said this, from what I understand, there's already a lot of lobbying happening by players and the very top of the payroll there. Mike Trout is very invested in bringing Max Scherzer to Anaheim. Oh, so, baby. Before I continue, I... I I want to uh, ask you this question to ponder. How serious do you think this rumor is? One being, nah, Mike Trout's not really talking to to Max Scherzer. Or 10 being, yes, he absolutely has had maybe a couple of beers with Max Scherzer and talked about coming (laughs) to Anaheim. Where do you you place this rumor on the 1 to 10 scale? I am going to say probably like a 7. Because hmm. I know that Trout is very invested in the future of this team. Trout has sway. And to to talk with fellow players and be able to say, look, like we need you. I would love to play with you. Everybody wants to play with Trout. Everybody wants to play with Otani. Right. So if Trout has the ability to to throw that weight around a little bit, I mean he's he's got he's not on the field, so he's got plenty of time to have these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think I'm not sure that it's I'm not sure that it's exactly Trout talking to Scherzer directly. Yeah. I think it's more of a conversation because Trout has that sway with Perry 
and Artie. Artie especially, he's got a great relationship with him. I think it's him being in their ear like, look, this is a win-now move if you're able to bring a Scherzer type to Anaheim. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm invested in this rumor. I think that it makes sense. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I think so, I think so. So continuing on this stream of thought, Sam Blum, the Angels beat writer for The Athletic, actually tweeted out that Mike Trout and he had a conversation, and, and Trout said, this offseason is going to be a big one. Obviously, hmm. there's a lot of money to spend. Hopefully, we'll go out there and get some big guys. I trust Perry. Obviously, Madden has put a word out there. We just talked about that on what he thinks we need to do to go in the right direction. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question that I didn't prep you for, but here's my question. Most teams with superstars, you look at the superstar and it's Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron mm-hmm. James, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of loud. They're big personalities. They lead the team. Hey, you got to come here and win and I'm going to dominate, right? But when you look at Mike Trout, and you look at Shohei Otani, they don't have this arrogance about them. They have this sure. humility about them. Yeah. So what would you rather have, John? Would you rather have a Michael Jordan arrogance or a Mike Trout humility? And which one do you think actually will be attractive for free agents to come to the Angels next season? It's interesting because... Mike Trout is probably the most humble human being on the face of the earth. Next to Otani. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it goes Trout and then Otani because both of those guys are out of this world, yet they don't they don't flex on anybody, right? They're not right. they're not bragging or showing off or anything like that. But to be honest, I would like a little attitude. I would like a little bragging rights. And I, I think that fans do it on their behalf, but I think the reason why we're having a discussion about Otani versus Vlad for MVP or that every year we go through a conversation of, oh, Juan Soto is going to be the new Mike Trout or before that, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. going to be the new Mike Trout. Like, there's always a question of who's going to be the new Mike Trout. Yeah. Do you remember when everybody thought Cody Bellinger was the new Mike Trout? <laughs> like, give me a freaking break. Yeah. And so the fact that, like, we constantly have to defend these guys is the result, I think, of them being super humble yeah so yeah give me give me a little fire give me a little passion yeah. remember when mike trout was guessing his rating in the show and he said i'm not gonna sell myself short i'm i'm a 99 is that right <laughs> yes. and, yeah. and he got it right yep. you know like that that was a a, a very small peak yeah. at at arrogant mike trout which yep. it wasn't arrogant at all he was just being honest so it's factual I think, mike trout <laughs> yeah yeah i think it would benefit our fan base i think it would benefit the the uh, discussions around their play and and who they are and what they mean to the game of baseball. We've never seen a Mike Trout. We've never seen an Otani, at least in in this lifetime. So all of that to say, I think that if they had a little more swagger and a little more fire, that that catches on. Yep. And I think yep. that that would be beneficial to attracting players to to drawing them to Anaheim because I think when you when you think about it, our fan base. It's it's not LA, it's not the Dodgers. I live in Pasadena and it's honestly it's fun. Like when in years past when the Dodgers have been in the playoffs and you go around town and people are wearing their gear and they're invested and they're excited. I remember I remember being uh in San Francisco and and just like fans being excited about the 49ers or the Giants and and seeing the energy. Like I've never experienced that energy with Anaheim yeah. or the Angels. Yeah. And I don't I know I don't live in Anaheim, but at the same time, 
there's not the same kind of enthusiasm for the team that other fan bases have. Take, of course, I think the Red Sox and the Yankees are perfect examples of, of that kind of enthusiasm. But I think that when you're the Angels and you're just kind of there and you're just kind of, yeah, we're fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that having a fire and passion from from Trout and Otani is only going to inspire and, and fire up our own fan base and and build a sense of collectiveness and and uh, resilience. You know, I think that players want to play with Trout, players want to play with Otani, mm-hmm. and I think it's because of who they are, humble yeah. and yeah. talented. Plus, yeah. Otani's Babe Ruth. Right, And so I think that there is a mm-hmm. lot of players that want to be around that. I think the thing that is missing is exactly what you talked about. And the, the fire, the passion, the excitement, right? Like what I want from Mike Trout, especially this offseason, is I want bow and arrow Mike Trout. Right mm. when oh when, my fa- that's like one of my favorite angel moments yes. of all time. <laughs> so for those that are new to the angel fandom, Fernando Rodney was pitching for the Mariners and – uh, he got an out in a game, and he does a little bow and arrow thing. He shoots it up to the sky, right? And then he came in in an inning, and uh, Albert Pujols got a hit, and Mike Trout got a hit, and we ended up coming back and like taking the lead in the game. And yeah. Pujols did the bow and arrow, and then Mike Trout, when he scored, he did the bow and arrow, and you oh, could just see at this, Rodney. <laughs> oh man, you could just see this fire and this passion yeah. in them, right? Yeah, that I think is the Mike Trout that we need, that we want. And that is the Mike Trout that will actually draw people to Anaheim and cause them to go, okay, he's the leader of this team. And and, and quite frankly, he's 30. And he's into right. his he's into those, I think, formative years as a baseball player where you're mm-hmm. not just really talented. You are an influencer. You're yeah. Derek Jeter, you're David Ortiz. Yeah, you you're are not the student anymore. Absolutely. People are looking at you and going, Hey, uh, where do we sit on the bus? Hey, what, <laughs> what time do we eat? Hey, when do we show up to the stadium, right? Right. This is the culture that you're creating. We've talked about Joe Madden creating that culture, but Mike Trout is a, a mover and a shaker, and people are going to look to him to see what it is that he's doing, and I think that yeah. he needs to actually let that come out a little bit more. Like, yeah. Mike, tweet a little bit more. Mike, do some interviews. Mike, right. sit down with some people and say, yeah, I'm a 99. Yep, that's what I should be in that game. <laughs> you need to talk with Jose Moda and say, yeah, man, I was really frustrated that I, I, I hurt the calf and I've done everything I can to get back and I expect everybody to do what they can. You know what I mean? Like he needs to just bring right. that fire. I would actually call my agent and set up some interviews and it might be the antithesis of Mike Trout, but quite frankly, when he said what he said in response to Joe Madden, it actually stirred me up and Otani actually came out and said some things as well. And so that stirred me up. You'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute, but that stirred mm-hmm. me up. That got me excited. And it made me think like, okay, if these guys actually start saying some stuff, I hope that they flex on themselves a little bit and people around go, okay, I can play with them. It's Babe Ruth. It's, it's Willie Mays and, and they're reincarnated, right? I want to play with them. <laughs> And I want to see them perform, but I would also love to be on that team because I think that we could build something great in Anaheim. Plus, it's a great organization and a great area. I mean, look, LeBron's got rings. I know people hate him. When Kobe was around and and he was under the skin of, you know, Celtics fans, like, they hated him. Yeah. And he, he's got five rings. Yeah. Jordan, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. And, and they all had the bragging rights. And I think Trout 
you've got the bragging rights, my friend. Yep. Like, you've earned it. Yep. I know I know that we haven't seen the playoffs, but it, it's not a one-man show in baseball. We all know that. Yeah. However, you're talented enough on the field to do what you do and make an impact, and you have the bragging rights. You're you're the best player in baseball. Yep. I know you're out the season. You're the best. Go back <laughs> and watch The Last Dance with the Chicago Bulls. Mm. I think it's episode six or seven. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where they're talking about Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr getting into an argument. Jordan talks about his mentality, mm-hmm. and he ends up like getting emotional and tears up and then says, if you don't want to play like that, then don't be here. And then he goes, mm. break. <laughs> you know, he had to take a break because yeah. he was so stirred up emotionally. And Kobe was known as as the Mamba mentality. The like, Mamba. He, he had this mentality of like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get it and I'm going to kill it and I'm going to crush it and nobody's going to yeah. get in my way. This this Mamba mentality changed the game. And so it did. I think that that is what Mike Trout and Shohei Otani need to step into this offseason and in 2022. Well, look, the reason why we're having this conversation and the reason why there's so much to cover this week is because, like, Joe Madden saying what he said, Mike Trout saying what he said, and the interview from over the weekend with Shohei Otani sparked a lot of questions. Yep. So uh, before we get into the conversation, um, let's look really fast at what he said. So he was asked about... All the comments that have been made, Joe Madden, Mike Trout, he said, I wish we could have spent a more exciting time in September. I hope it'll be a month where we can talk more about the playoff race. I'll do my best to make sure that happens next year. Hmm. Then Rhett Bollinger from uh, the MLB writer for uh, the Angels said, Shohei Otani, who remains under team control through 2023, said there hasn't been any extension talks yet. But Shohei said, I really like the team. I love the fans and the atmosphere as a team. But more than that, I want to win. That's the biggest thing for me. I'll leave it at that. Hmm. So what that led to, Michael, was panic beyond panic. (laughs) (laughs) Because that last line, I'll leave it at that, felt very definitive. Yeah. Now, before we get into this conversation, I did a little something to to prep us for this. Oh, okay, I'm ready. What, What did you do? Because the question here is... Will Shohei stay or Shohei go? And I thought, you know what? It's time for a banger. It's time for another hit song, <laughs> courtesy of Super Halo Bros. You ready for this one? I, I, I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to hang on. Here we go. All right, strap in. Here we go. Shohei stay or Shohei go? If you say that you'll resign, we'll pay you till the end of time. You gotta let us know. Show hey stay or show hey go. Show hey stay or show hey go now. Show hey stay or show hey go now. If you go, Archie's in trouble. And if you stay, we'll pay you double. So you gotta let us You said that was a banger, and and I'm gonna agree with you. Wow! And you even you even nailed the accent. I just want to let you know, like you, I felt like the clash 
were in studio with us. So I bow to your genius, Johnny. Okay, listen, having having done all that, we love to have fun on the podcast, of course, but this is actually a very interesting conversation. It is, there, yep. Oh, there is a lot of questions around, like, is Shohei happy? Mm. Is he going to stay when his contract is up? Mm. Is he going to go somewhere else? Does he want to play somewhere else? So we're making light of, will Shohei stay or Shohei go? It's a real genuine question. I think that what has happened over the last few days since those comments came out and there was an initial panic is two things. One, there were a number of Japanese fans who came forward and said, I don't know if that's the exact translation or even the sentiment hmm. that Shohei meant to communicate. God bless the I, Japanese like I said, fans. <laughs> I know, right? Saving our saving us from a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, because that that I'll leave it at that felt very definitive. It, ominous, it felt very right? scary. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I wanna I, the biggest thing for me is to win. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> right. Right. You you never ended a conversation with I'll leave it at that and, right. and walked away feeling good from somebody who said that. Right. <laughs> Hippe, he, he really let us down here. <laughs> you really let us down. We let you catch at the All-Star game and in the Home Run Derby, and, and here you didn't translate this well for us at all. <laughs> we need emotion. We need thought. We need feeling. We're having heart attacks over here. Well, uh, the, the thing about Japanese language, there, and, and much like English, where we have words and words that are spelled the same but mean different things yes. or 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 sound the same but also mean different things there are a lot of ways to kind of receive sentiment in in japanese yeah. that's what i've learned over the last few days just yeah scouring the internet for please don't go show <laughs> um, that was your google search <laughs> I, i'm fully fluent in japanese now based on all of my research this week in, in trying to prevent shohei from going that's great uh no uh, but but for real i think that number one we need to uh, draw back our panic a little bit because I don't think Agreed. that the sentiment that was stated was what was intended. Number two is something that I'm a little bit annoyed about, and that is the the headlines that are out there from L.A. Times and and uh, there was some like radio show or uh, radio station article about like Shohei wants out of Anaheim mm. and just stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? Before Mike Trout signed his contract, his extension with us, what was all of the talk, Mike? Oh, he was going to Philadelphia. Yeah, he's going to the Phillies, yep. maybe going to the the Yankees. Yep. And Wants to be near, near his hometown in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It just makes sense, right? <laughs> that was all we ever heard. It just makes sense. Yeah. And it's so frustrating that every single time we have an outstanding player like this, that all of these fan bases, again, who are all very connected and cohesive, unlike the angels let's be honest but it's 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 always it's always the dodger fan base or or when it was trout it was the philly fan base like they all want to swoop in on our players and i understand why you would want that but but to to perpetuate this conversation of as if it was a sure thing that shohei is leaving is just it's maddening especially when these articles get get floated around and pushed around and 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 that's when the panic sets in but we all need to take a breather and realize that's that's not the sentiment that happened here. Right. But is it? This is my question for you. Is it so wrong that we did panic? Isn't this a good thing that we panicked? Does this light a fire under ownership? If if this is the the attitude, what do you think? Hmm. That's a great question. Here's here's a couple thoughts. Let me let me give you some facts. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's why we don't need to panic. Shohei is currently on a two year deal. Yes, he yes. Is, that needs to be stated. He first, is going absolutely. to finish one of those years this year, and then next year he is locked in. And 
he has one more year of arbitration. Okay. So he is not a free agent until 2024. Like free and clear. Like free and clear. Yeah. So Got we it. have him Got for it. at least two more years. And, and 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 may I also say on Tuesday night after the game, Madden did say if anybody misconstrues that Shohei wants to leave, that's trying to connect some dots that weren't necessarily there and mm. what he said. It's not what he said at all. Right. So right. I, I don't think that we should panic. I understand why Angel fandom did panic. Sure. But here is my thought. I think Artie loves this. <laughs> because Artie is your classic, I know how to advertise, I know how to get eyeballs on the product. Look at what mm. he's done for the Angels since he's bought the team. Like, yeah. we talk about some of the bonehead moves, but Artie <laughs> has infused this team with cash money, y'all. And mm-hmm. and he has been helpful in making sure that this team is well-known and relevant. It's why they're the Los yeah. Angeles Angels and not the right. LA Angels of Anaheim anymore or the Anaheim right. Angels or the California Angels. He knows what he's doing. And I think that he's sitting back going, look at all these people talking about my team. Look at all these people <laughs> with their eyeballs. Look at all the articles that are out there right now. Yeah. And I think Artie's not an idiot, just like Perry Manassian said, he's not an idiot. Artie's not an idiot. Artie's not dumb. And I think that he knows exactly what he wants to do, when he wants to do it. And, mm-hmm. and yes, does he have moments where he might react or respond to fandom? Absolutely. But I will, to his credit, I will say that we haven't had that since Josh Hamilton. Now, some people will throw yeah. in Rendon as maybe that that person, but I no. think that that might have been Artie turning to Billy Epler and going, you're going to do anything, bro? <laughs> I, need some, I need some eyeballs on this team. I need some articles written about this team. And I think that that's why Billy Epler went out and got Rendon. And so, well, look, on that note, I watched 2020 highlights of Rendon today because I was – uh, feeling <laughs> feeling uh, sentimental. Yeah, yeah. At, dude, when when he's healthy, it's gonna be something to watch. Oh, absolutely! Because, like 2020 was was awesome. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so I think Artie loves this, and I think that this plays right into his hand, and I think it plays right into Perry's hand, and I think that Shohei really likes this team. He picked this team, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. Shohei is not going to leave for a national league team that's right that's done like yeah. dodgers not unless the the universal dh happens right like, dodgers he's not yeah. coming right he's not Mets. <laughs> he's not coming like he's not going to a national league team he wants to Stay, hit stick stick with your to right dodger fan. yeah come on <laughs> he wants to hit and pitch and so if he's gonna go anywhere he's not gonna go to the national league and and again to just reiterate what i said like he's got two more years with us after this year and so he can't even consider where he's going to go. And we have an opportunity to lock him in in the next two years. And we've talked about locking him in at the end of this season, which I think would be wise. But I also think that they might actually play their cards right and give him a great contract once the book's clear for next year because they have him for mm-hmm. one more year after that. So yeah. I can understand more why we panicked. To spend. Yeah. I can understand why we panicked. I can understand why people freaked out. But the truth is, is that there really isn't any reason to panic because I don't think Shohei is going anywhere 
because he's a humble dude. He loves this city. I think his words and comments were misconstrued. And I think Joe Madden has actually taken uh, what we said about him on our podcast last week and he's taken it to heart. And now he's stepping in front of the media and he's bringing clarity to situations in what's happening in that organization. So that's, those are my thoughts. I think Artie loves this. What say you? So you're saying that we got Andrew from Angels Top Plays on the show and and Joe Madden listened. Hey, our plays were up last week. So it, <laughs> I, I guarantee you it was Madden playing it a couple of times going, that's a really great point, Michael. Thank you, Johnny, for sharing that with me. And so you know you that call he wrote us down Michael some and notes. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're close. We're buds. We're bros. <laughs> I think that you summed it up perfectly. I don't think that there's anything else that needs to be said in this conversation. And again, like... Shohei's our guy. Sorry, yeah. sorry, MLB. Yeah. Like, sorry if you wanted him so bad, you should have. You should have made a better pitch, I guess. Right. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> uh, and 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 the fact is, is like he, like you said, he's he's locked up for the next two years. He can't go anywhere. Like it's, I mean, unless he retires from baseball, you know what I mean? Right. So I I think that another thing that you want to know is, can he duplicate? what he did this season absolutely next season and absolutely. and and even if he doesn't quite hit the milestones that he did this year it's okay like i think it's still <laughs> yeah. worth like, he's still worth every penny that you're gonna eventually give he him he certainly set the bar really high and so if he yeah. doesn't measure up to this season but has a pretty strong season we're gonna be pretty satisfied yeah you're still gonna want him so yeah i, I again like you said there's no reason to panic we've got time um, I, I'm confident in the moves that we'll make this offseason. I, I don't want to get our hopes up, but I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. I think that now that we've had a regular 162-game season behind us and we have the offseason in front of us, it's not a weird COVID yeah. season. We, yeah. we know what next year is going to look like, uh, barring any weird CBA stuff. Um, I think that we can move forward with confidence. Um, yeah, I did a little survey, Mike. Okay. Uh, and, and while we're on the topic of Otani, I just wanted to, uh, to, to get to this. So, so I took the time to, uh, reach out to some friends of ours who are fans of other teams. Oh, and okay. I asked, uh, I asked, I actually asked the, uh, around the diamond crew, their opinions on Shohei Otani versus Vladdy jr. Oh, for the MVP. Yeah. 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 Because no, uh, nobody's attached to the Angels, nobody's attached to the Blue Jays. So these are fans who have different perspectives than than you and I might. So, but their answers uh, will determine if we stay with around a diamond, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So uh, this is Nat's backseat GM. Okay. Uh, from around the diamond, he said, "I think that Vladdy's MVP run totally depends on the Triple Crown. You can't deny him the MVP if he accomplishes such a rare feat. However, Shohei." is having a season like no other and is totally deserving of MVP. Hmm. So that was one opinion. This is a top MLB news, Matthew from top MLB news who does the frozen rope podcast, which you should check out. He said, I think Vladdy jr. Would be MVP basically in any other year. Shohei's offensive numbers aren't as good, but the fact that he's doing what he's doing on the mound as well as, as what sets him apart. So I thought that was, that was a good perspective. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Let's see. Bobby, from around the diamond, he uh, he gave me his take, um, and I really like this. Um, not because I'm biased, but <laughs> yes, I am biased. He said it has to be Shohei. Vladdy is having an unbelievable season. In any other year, he would win MVP, but you can't look past what Otani has done this year. Hitting pitching at an elite level is something we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. 
We've thrown that name around all season, but don't think anyone realizes how impressive that truly is. Something we haven't seen in this sport in almost 100 years. 45 home runs, 24 stolen bases. I think he's up to 160 strikeouts now. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. And then this was my favorite take from Julio from Town Tailgate Podcast, uh, an A's fan, so this is our rival speaking. Wow. (laughs) But he gave me me this... uh, this uh, take. He said, at this point, you have to go by who's most handsome. And And then he said, no, but for real, actually, he said, Vladdy Jr. will win an MVP in his career, but Otani's longevity could prevent him from doing this again. You got to reward it while it's here. So that's a good take. Those were some good takes for both sides. And, and, And I think that everybody's having a conversation of, yeah, this is a really competitive MVP, but at the same time, you can't understate what Otani has done this season. Right. Again, which goes back to our conversation of everyone panicking because it's like, we just saw the best season ever, and then you get this sort of misinterpretation of, of what he's feeling. I'll leave it at that. Obviously he, <laughs> obviously, he wants to win. Obviously, he wants to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And so for him and Madden and Trout to express their frustration, I, I'm all for it because we've been frustrated for years. So for the players to the, the players who are actually there and the ones who actually matter at the end of the day to share those sentiments, uh, I think is important. So yeah, yeah, I I was curious to see, all right, what, what are some other fans of other teams think about this race? So those are the, uh, the reactions we got. I think that those are great takes. So we've talked a lot about what happened really just in this last week with Madden Mm -hmm. and with Perry and with Trout and with Otani. So Let's do a palate cleanser, all right? Okay. So, uh, Red Bollinger, he tweeted out something this last week that Rizel Iglesias is the first Angels pitcher to reach 100 strikeouts as a reliever. Oh, come on. Since 2004. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to be like, since like 2016. No. <laughs> 2004. 2004. <laughs> so, we've not had a relief pitcher strike out 100 batter, batters since... 2004 dude he is just so much fun to watch he is in those in those innings because he just carves them up and sits them down man he's like yeah his, he's like a samurai sword <laughs> <laughs> he is a ninja turtle he's leonardo so here's a here's a question for you john okay who was the pitcher that struck out a hundred batters in 2004 there was actually two pitchers one is obvious. I think the other one's not so obvious. Do do you hmm. know if it's if it's oh four bullpen, then and it's obvious it's got to be K Rod. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's, he, how many did he have? He had one hundred and twenty three strikeouts that year. Oh, nice. So nice. he crushed in oh four. Okay. So actually, another pitcher in the same year struck out a hundred batters. So before you answer, <laughs> it has been almost twenty years. <laughs> Since we've had a relief pitcher strike out 100 batters. And then in 2004, we had two guys that did it. K-Rod and Jeez. who else, Johnny? Who else? I don't know, man. Uh, think about the think about the bullpen. Who was in that bullpen? Uh, Shields. Scott Shields. Yep. Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. 
Look at that one-two so Rysel, punch. Rysel is the samurai sword, and Scott Shields is the shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, this is another reason why we should hashtag Dang. extend Rysel. Extend Rysel, Perry. Let's, let's bring him back, all right? So, that's 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 one palate cleanser, all right? I think we need... I love it. I think we need another one. Can I give you another give one? Give me another one. Okay. So, Cedric Mullins uh, is playing for the Orioles. He yeah, made it to the All-Star dude. game. What a guy. He is having a great year for a terrible team. And he actually just joined the 30-30 club. Ooh. And so that's 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases. Yeah. Plays center field. Um, So let me me test your baseball knowledge here, Johnny. And and for those that are listening, if you want to send us a message and and share your thoughts, that'd be great. Uh, Can you give me the list of center fielders? And you can just throw out some names. You don't have to give the whole list. But give me the names of the center fielders, just center fielders, that are a part of the 30-30 club. 30 home runs, strictly, okay, 30 stolen strictly bases. center fielders. Yes. Trout's got to be on there, right? He is on there. He's done it once. When did he do that? Was that his first season? Uh, I feel like he yes. was such a runner in his early years. Yes. Um, I believe it was. Obviously, those those stolen bases went down, you know, as he kind of settled in as more of a power guy. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's interesting. Okay. Um, gosh, dude, I, I'm at a loss. Center fielders, uh, if I had to think, like, current – was is Acuna on there? Acuna's on there. Yep. Nice. Ronald okay. Acuna. He okay. probably would have done it again this year if he didn't get hurt. But he. Oh he, yeah, hundred percent. He is on there. Dang. Yep. Thirty home runs, thirty stolen bases. Yeah. I th- that, I'm tapped out. I, I can't think of any anymore. Okay, so uh, Willie Mays. Oh, is on there. Okay. He was actually that, he did it twice. Nice. Yeah. Um, Dale Murphy. Okay. Played for the Braves, and so another Brave on there uh, along yeah. with Acuna Jr. Um, Ron Gant. Who was nice. a, a brave in the early '90s was a part of those yeah. teams that went to the World Series and were dominant. Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz were on those teams. Um, he did it twice, and then nice. Eric Davis. He was a Cincinnati Red, and he was also uh, a Los Angeles Dodger. Okay. Um, if you get a chance, you should Google uh, or YouTube an Eric Davis at bat. He would hold the bat like by his waist, and then <laughs> and then as soon as the ball would come, he'd drop it even lower. And then bring it up and then smack the ball. Like he was nice. an incredible, incredible hitter. So here's nice. some names that I think would kind of be the names that you would be like, what? Really? So Preston Wilson, he played for the Florida okay. Marlins. At the okay. time, they were Florida Marlins. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury played for oh, the. Oh, sh- that, that makes sense. The I should have got that one. Yep. Yeah. Grady Sizemore. Oh, yeah. When he yeah. was on the Indians. Jose Cruz Jr. Do you remember Jose Cruz? I don't remember him. He was on the Blue Jays. And then Matt okay. Kemp. Actually did it for really? the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh-huh. And so he was on there. So so Remember when he was good? <laughs> I remember when he was good, then he wasn't good, and then suddenly he was good again. And like for and yeah. Like for a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. So I, I bring all of this up because Otani actually has over forty home runs and he is six stolen bases away from thirty stolen oh, bases. Dude. So he could do forty thirty. And that would, be, that would be incredible. <laughs> I think the last player to do a 40-30 season was Jose Canseco. And yeah. he did that for like the Tampa Bay Rays in one of his final seasons. What was his, uh, what was his ERA? <laughs> <laughs> he was too busy watching baseballs bounce off the top of his head uh, and taking steroids. <laughs> and for him to, needles in his butt. Pitch. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, speaking of center fielders and home runs, did you know that Mike Trout led the Angel center fielders in home runs this year with eight? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me? <laughs> but hey, as, as we land the plane, I do have one question, random question for okay. you. Okay, all right. Uh, Taylor Ward 
played really well. Wordy. Got sent down. And yeah. now here we are in September, and they haven't called him back up. Do you think that that's a, a, a bad sign for that kid? And and what do you think the issue is? Do, have they seen Taylor Ward play, and that's why they don't want him back up? They need to look at some other guys? I mean, he, he's got to be a better option than, than Rojas, right? He's got to be a better option than some of those guys. Anybody's better than Rojas. <laughs> but what do you think it is? I tweeted the other day, Rojas is farts. <laughs> That just sums up all of my feelings about him. We know. I think it got, uh, I think it got flagged. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why the account got suspended. Uh, Ward is on the taxi squad for this road trip. Um, so I'm sure that we'll see him before the season's out. I don't know, man. It, that's a good question because remember, when he was tearing it up, I thought he would be a great trade candidate. Absolutely. And, and they Absolutely. held on to him. Yep. Um, it's, it's weird with Ward and it's weird with Tice too, because I, I kind of lumped them together. I think they were back to back draft picks yeah. and they both started as catchers and then yeah. changed around. And then now Tice is kind of back at, at being a catcher. So I'm interested to see what the future is with those guys. If it, maybe they get traded. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a matter of like, don't expose these young guys at the end of the season. If you want to keep their value up, if, if, if Ward comes up and just, looks aloof i don't think that would happen but maybe if he comes up in this last week and he looks really good maybe that kind of rises his stock a little bit sure, so sure uh, if he's on the taxi squad i'm sure we'll see him at some point because he plays a much better right field than than noodle arm rojas so. <laughs> your 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 boy <laughs> gosh ay, ay, ay. well let's uh let's land this plane as you like to say mikey let's uh let's get into the play-by-play announcer standings as of tuesday night the Rangers game is done and over with. Uh, we dropped that one five to two, and just I, I, there was not even really a reason to watch. No, it, except for that Stassi home run. That was cool. That was that rad. Was the, yeah, that was the only thing. So, wh- or where do we stand as of Tuesday night? All right, here we go. Your boy Matty V is twenty three yep. and thirty one. Okay. Uh, when Darren Sutton was with us, he was twenty nine and twenty three. <laughs> uh, Rich Waltz is fourteen and twenty two. Jose Moda is two and one. Patrick O'Neill is four and five. Patrick. <laughs> and then uh, the two Fox Saturday games, we are two and zero. Oh. There was one YouTube game, we were zero oh and one, and our grand total record is seventy four and eighty three. Johnny, Ugh, another losing season. Yeah, uh, under five hundred. Yeah, not fun. We can't even get to eighty <laughs> wins. Yeah, now. not anymore. Like if we win, if we win out, we'll get to seventy nine wins, and that's it. I I shared our play by play announcer standings I think on Monday, and somebody somebody retweeted it or or commented and said, "You mean to tell me that we could have a uh, like <laughs> like a hundred win pace if Jose Moda or no a hundred thirty three win pace if Jose Moda is calling our games?" Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, according to the standings." <laughs> <laughs> I did see uh, uh, a good friend uh, at Pastor Cope. He actually tweeted yeah. out when we did the the announcer standings, and he says, nothing says chaos than looking at all of the people that actually <laughs> called our games <laughs> this year. games, seriously. Yeah, man. I mean, we've had so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different play-by-play announcers call our games this year. Jeez, wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was a lot to cover, but I'm glad that we were able to have these discussions. I, I seriously feel like we put out an episode, and then, like, the world catches on fire in terms <laughs> yes. of Angels baseball. Yes. It's like, oh, now, like we we could have talked about that last I night. I did have a thought, happened. like maybe we maybe we need to do a second episode on like Friday, just because right? of the chaos that happened <laughs> last week. Split it up a little bit. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Well, uh, everybody, uh, thank you again for joining us for this week. We really appreciate it. Again, if you're listening for the first time, the second time, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. We welcome you. We're excited to have you. Again, you can follow us and join the conversation about Angels baseball at Super Halo Bros. If something jumped out at you during the conversation this week that you're like, uh, what are you talking about, Mike? What are you talking about, John? And, and want to call us out? We we would love that because we just love we love talking baseball. Yes, as, we obviously. Do. <laughs> so uh, it, yeah, if you want to message us or or tweet at us at Super Halo Bros or follow us on Instagram, you can get us there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you think that we've earned your five star review, we would love it if you shared that with us and and gave us your feedback. We we read all of those and we take those to heart and we take those into consideration. So again, if, if you're on Apple Podcasts and, and uh, you could take a second to give us that rating and review, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and I think that about covers it for this week. What do you say? So I learned the difference. It's it's perpetuating, uh-huh. not perpetrating. Uh-huh. Per- perpetuating, not perpetrating. I messed it up earlier. So per- perpetuating... Not right. perpetrating. Perpetrating is probably like a criminal activity, right? <laughs> it, it, it is, yeah. and and you might call Artie the perpetrator <laughs> in this case because what he's doing to us is criminal. <laughs> Where's Fiona Apple when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think on that note, it's a good time to wrap it up. I yes. love it. Oh, all right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, until next week, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We'll see you right here next week on the Super Halo Bros. Los Angeles Angels podcast. Thanks, everybody. Take care.